Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Kevin. And I'm John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. John. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> hey, my man. Did you? Now I'm speaking to you as someone who's finished watching all of Under Siege now. Yes, I've seen <laughs> the whole film. Uh, what do you think? Um, there are some things that that I we we spoke about in previous installments of this here podcast series that I that I pointed out, and I was like, mm, that seems fishy, and that they then indeed paid off. Maybe not yeah. in great detail, but at least like. Questions were answered that I, you know, I suspected some things okay. that we'll we'll get to later on. Sure. But um, as on the whole, as a film, I can see why people loved this movie so much when it came out. It, Definitely, it delivered everything you want. Yeah. Action. Yeah. Babes and um and guns. It seemed like most of the positive, like you know, Ebert and others were like, yeah, I know this movie is silly. I know it, but there are great performances, and he was like the star of the movie itself was the fact that they did it on the boat, like yeah. on a boat. Yeah. And, and that it features prominently in every scene. It is a character. The reason why so many of those diehard on a blank movies worked is because it's a good formula yeah. for an action movie. Like yeah. if you do it right, it's going to be a, it's going to be an enjoyable movie. Yeah. And um, yeah, this, I, I did, I enjoyed it. So we're, we're picking in up spite of itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another bit of business to, to get to before we get down to the film yes. is, uh, Earlier on an episode, we questioned what it's like, what are your hours like when you're working on a battleship? Like, are you working a 40-hour week with a couple days off Yeah, or what? And all of our Last of the Action Heroes Podcast Network listeners are probably familiar with Ryan, right. who's like the the guy who assembled this. He's the Captain America. He is our, although our he's, Nick Fury. <laughs> he's, he's Nick Fury. Ryan, he's in the, he's in the Canadian Navy. So we went to him That's for our expert cool. opinion. We should have had him as a guest probably on we this. We should have. But some we point, known. We'll get to it. We'll get to that Let's at some point. Let's just do it all over again. <laughs> Start from the beginning. But so Ryan says when you're at sea, when you're not on shore leave, basically, you're working seven days a week, 12-hour days, like oof, seven hours on, seven hours off, five hours on, five hours off. Okay. Then, then do the whole damn thing over again. So... That's something that I learned. Yeah, I like that. I mean, yeah, I guess that's that makes sense. What like what else are you doing? Yeah. You're <laughs> there's yeah, there's little else to do. You're sleeping. I'm sure they're playing games in, in the. Yeah. There's probably a rec room and a TV room and yeah. and well now who knows what they what all is on a ship now? Yeah, probably all sorts of shit. You got your playstations and Xboxes <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> but yeah, so thanks for that helpful intel from Ryan. Yeah, and thanks to everyone who's out there listening. Uh, last of the action heroes podcast network listeners and otherwise. Yeah, uh, my mom, 
Thanks. I'm just kidding. She doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> she does. She'd be scandalized. <laughs> she would be. <laughs> That's funny. But um, I'll try to catch us up on the plot. This is episode four of our breakdown of uh, Under Siege. Yeah. What the hell's happened in this movie so far anyway? So the USS Missouri is on its last uh, voyage. It's going to be decommissioned. Um, we had some terrorists take control of the boat mm-hmm. led by... Former CIA agent uh, Stranix, Bill right. Stranix, as Tommy Lee Jones. On the boat, we've got Commander Krill, played by Gary <laughs> B.C. Sergeant a stupid Shrimp. name. <laughs> Sergeant Shrimp. <laughs> um, he is in league with the bad guys. He's helped them take over the ship. He killed the captain uh, in a fit of, like, I don't know, just unhinged, like, the captain doesn't like me. Yeah. And I don't think he gives me enough respect. Remember how obsessed he was with like, I'm going to kill him. Then I got to get into that safe because I want to see what he's writing about me in his captain's log or whatever. He is self-obsessed. Yeah. Narcissistic personality disorder. Also on the boat. uh, Well, basically the bad guys have taken almost the whole crew and locked them up in the forecastle. Right. But they missed uh, Chief Ryback. Mm He's the ship's cook. Played by Steven Seagal. He's uh, gotten loose. He's running amok. We come to find out he's a Navy SEAL. Holy shit. We did find that out yeah. already, right? Yeah. Okay. I wish he was there now. I don't see a top <laughs> hand on the teams. <laughs> we'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> top hand on the teams. Uh, God bless Dale Die. Hell yeah. yeah. So uh, Ryback, Ryback's running wild on the boat. He's killed a couple of guys. He has gotten, uh, he's freed a stripper who was there for the <laughs> captain's birthday party. She's, she's also like, a playmate. A playmate and an actress. She yeah, was sorry, in a she's Hunter an episode. She's a, <laughs> man, do you remember, we talked about this, like yeah. Hunter, Hunter comes on. Who was that actor? I can't remember. I can't remember. No one knows his name. He had bit parts on Cheers. He was like an old baseball buddy of Sam Malone's on yeah. like a handful of episodes of Cheers. But yeah, I remember Hunter well. There was a whole, you had like Renegade. That's when it was time. To, that's when it was time to start doing my housework. Night Rider, you had all those syndicated action series that yeah. you don't really get that very much anymore. No. But um yeah, so basically what's going on is Ryback has uh made contact now with the Navy brass who's back on shore. Mm-hmm. I guess he's about to fill them in on what's going on on this boat. Yeah. So lead admiral guy tells everyone to shut the fuck up and listen as they patch Ryback through. Ryback tells them that there are about 30 bad guys on the boat, and they're like, okay, just hold on a moment, stand by. So while Ryback's on hold, Breaker, who is this shady fucking CIA guy who we know had dealings with uh, Stranix and who we know um, doesn't know that there is a nuclear sub, in fact, (laughs) like en route. He's like, there's no way there could be a sub, and then lo and behold, there is a sub. He's... uh, completely incompetent and there's some shady shit going on with this guy that that isn't really ever addressed in this movie but Mm -hmm. anyway he hits the mute button and asks how they're all how can we trust this Ryback maybe he's working for Stranix and these guys and Dale Dye nearly comes across the table hey I'll guarantee Chief Ryback he's a good guy he's a good guy I love that delivery I love Dale Dye and we talked about this he's just such an authentic dude he's like he's a good guy he's a good guy Dale Dye will fuck you up (laughs) don't (laughs) don't you disparage Chief Ryback so then the White House guy, 
he pipes up and says um, that they shouldn't take the chance and shouldn't we tell we, like and they shouldn't tell Ryback they're planning to assault and or destroy the ship. So Dale. Dye, oh yeah, we didn't mention that, but there's like a SEAL team. Yeah, being en route. In, en route to be inserted to retake the ship. And if the SEAL team operation doesn't go as planned, they're gonna scuttle the boat, blow it out of the water. Yeah. So Dale Dye jumps back on the horn. Ryback's like, "Hey, it's good to hear from you, sir." Um, Dale, Dale tells Ryback that they only want Ryback to hang back and continue updating them. Don't do anything else. Ryback says Stranix may be crazy, but he's a professional, that the bad guys are building a railing system to get the nuclear missiles off the boat, and that, oh, by the way, Krill is in on it. Yeah. Lots of concerned looks at this tidbit. No one can believe it. I thought it was a missing bit of action that he did not tell them that the captain's been killed. That's, yeah. I wonder if that was just got chopped out or how that seemed like one of the first things that he would tell them. Yeah, that's a good point. Is the captain's dad, uh, you know, Krill's taking control, whatever. But anyway. So yeah, that's a great point. Dale Dye says that that means the bad guys are in control of the entire ship. The Admiral tells Ryback to coordinate all his efforts with them to keep a low profile and just wait on the cavalry to get there. Which they just said, don't tell him about the strike team (laughs) coming in. He's like, just sit back and wait for the strike team. Oh, shit. (laughs) So so Ryback says he understands and that he'd better get off the horn before they're found out. The Admiral says to contact them in half an hour. And I'm like, well... How do they? How does he know he's going to be able to contact anyone? Yeah. He's like, that seems like a tall order. Con- make sure you call me back in thirty minutes. He doesn't. Right. Yeah, he doesn't even know if he's going to be alive in thirty minutes. Anyway, so while all this conversation's happening, Breaker makes an aggressive phone call to but who? To who, who, who we, we just don't know. Yeah. So as Ryback hangs up and starts to pack up his comms gear, Jordan says, "You're not a cook." He responds while chambering around, "Well, yeah." I also cook, <laughs> which was kind of funny. Yeah, no, this is the this is one movie where I've seen Seagal, and I'm like, it kind of works. What he's doing in this movie works. It works for his persona. Yeah, I well, I also cook. I also cook. Yeah, so back in the Situation Room, the Navy officer lady briefs everyone on Ryback. He had an extremely distinguished career until the aforementioned uh, mission in Panama that went awry. Poor intelligence led to most of his SEAL team getting killed. There's a shot back to Breaker here, so one assumes he's partially to blame for whatever yeah. was went down there. He's wringing his hands and looking guilty. He's like, oh. So Dale Dye breaks in and says that Ry- Ryback's a warrior, the best there is. <laughs> and then when he got back from Panama, he beat the shit out of his CO, which makes it sound like maybe he's not the best there is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so he's that insubordinate. Back, but that backstory apparently is based on a real-life botched mission okay. where SEAL Team 4 was running some mission in Panama in 1989 that went sideways and four SEALs got killed and nine mm. others got wounded. So I'm like, oh, this again, like as a movie, they're trying to base it in, in fact. real world facts. Yeah. yeah. So Dale Dye tells us that they recently departed Captain Adams. So he knows that he, Captain's dead. Yeah, somehow. that must have been chopped. Maybe yeah. that was just a, a, a cut line. Either that or I was blackout drunk earlier and don't remember. <laughs> no, I so. swear he didn't. But he was having... Ryback was mid-conversation with someone else before they patched him through, so maybe he had already relayed that information before. Had they had not been on the on the phone with Stranix earlier, though? Did Stranix say we killed the captain? Uh, not that I remember. Yeah, But anyway. It's, yeah. yeah. Now they're I here was so there. drunk. Yeah, exactly. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> so, yeah, they said that the captain took Ryback under his wing, brought him on board the Missouri as his personal cook so that he could help the poor bastard get his pension. Yeah, so That's... there's the explanation of the loyalty that Ryback has to the captain. Right. Basically, which is a 
the the captain, I guess, knew this Ryback. He's a he's a warrior. He's a Best warrior. There is. Best there is. So <laughs> you know, you've got a friend in the diamond business. <laughs> no, no, you've got a friend. Hi, I'm Tom Shane. This is Tom Bodette from Motel Six. <laughs> We bring the finest sapphires <laughs> from, the, from the best blood mines in Africa. Every year, we take a trip to Antwerp, Antwerp. <laughs> and hand-select the finest diamonds covered in orphan blood. So anyway, <laughs> the White House guy wants everyone to hold it just one goddamn second and asks, what if Swyback or whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> is right and the missiles are offloaded before the SEAL team gets there? Breaker pipes up and says, there's no fucking way for Stranix to get past us. Every ship and sub at sea is being tracked from Pearl Harbor, which we know for fact is not correct. So that's, <laughs> that's called true. dramatic they irony. <laughs> they don't know that the sub is out there, right? right? Yeah. So, hmm. so White House guy says, what if Honolulu is the bad guy's next target? Huh? Good. Tell me that. Good point. <laughs> so Does Breaker ever get tired of being wrong? <laughs> no. He relishes <laughs> it. Well, he's a true government employee. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing he says is true, and it doesn't matter. He's like, well, fuck, I don't care. I'm going to make, I'm going to serve my two years or whatever and get my pension and for the rest of my life. So cut back over to the Missouri. The bad guys are still busy welding and will be for the rest of the movie. We get a pan up, and I love this shot. We get this awesome pan up, and they've apparently already got some missiles moved up. We see Stranix yeah. and Krill uh, dicking around <laughs> with some kind of control panel that the <laughs> missiles are housed in or I on. I loved that. Funny bit where Krill's like, ta-da, and <laughs> Stranix is like, whoa, you know what those little red lights are for? And your girl's like, I've been trained. I have been trained. I could watch those two do scenes all day long. <laughs> like they're just, they're loving working yeah. with each other. Yeah. I think, whoa, what are all those little red lights for? <laughs> I have been trained. <laughs> so out of the gloom, Skulk, Jordan, and Ryback, she spots a helicopter and asks if Ryback can fly it. He says he can, of course. So she's like, good, let's go. But he's like, no, and hands her a gun. He tells her that when the red dot's on the target, then what you see is what you get, which isn't great writing. <laughs> she says again that she doesn't like guns, and he says, I know, neither do I, which, <laughs> which is decent. great. Yeah. <laughs> that is good writing. <laughs> and, then he, and then he tells her to hide. So he starts creeping across the deck, avoiding searchlights. As he runs, he picks up some unidentifiable little canister, so we assume it's flammable or explosive. It was paint thinner. Yeah, so we see in a second that it is, it is in fact, flammable. It's it wouldn't be thinner. a proper battleship if there weren't just a few cans of paint thinner lying around Lay on the deck. Around. <laughs> so over with the bad guys, we get more shots of missiles, and Stranick says that these things are going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah. You, you want money? <laughs> what kind of terrorists are you? <laughs> like, so Stradix asks what Krill's going to do with his $200 million cut. Krill says, I'm going to buy the presidency. <laughs> Stradix just nods like this is a completely reasonable mm. thing that Krill has said. <laughs> Another great Busey delivery. I, I wonder what the total haul is going to be if Krill's cut is $200 million. Yeah. That's amazing to me. Yeah. But also, like, you would like to think that the presidency can't be bought, yeah. but I don't know that that's true. No, I, we know for a fact it's not. <laughs> um, meanwhile, we see Ryback has made it over to the helicopter with his canister, which then we see is paint thinner in big, bold letters. Yeah. He pokes a hole in it and douses some, then rigs a live grenade under the can. He makes a move but gets spotted from above by lookouts. They immediately open fire, never mind that there are nuclear weapons and other hazards <laughs> on the deck. Get him! So more bad guys start to move in. We also see that the paint thinner can has leaked an impossible amount of fluid. <laughs> the one gallon can it, it is leaked 10 it gallons. Is, it's like, it's a miracle. <laughs> it is a Christmas miracle. Ryback tosses his gun, grabs a rope, does his best John McLean over the side as oh, the yeah. chopper explodes spectacularly behind him. Do you think that was a model shot? 
I, I feel like it had to have I been. can't see them letting you do an explosion that big on the deck of a real ship. Yeah, on the Alabama. I doubt it. I, I feel like that, that shot in particular had to have been a model shot. It was um, a good model shot. Though. It was great. Yeah, so bad Why guys Why did he go- toss his gun aside? I don't know. I, I mean, don't. I feel like it was on a, like on a strap. Like yeah, it was slung a- on him. Anyway. So, yeah, bad guys go flying. Ryback's holding on for dear life. Cool. Like he, like his body slams into the yeah, hull of the ship. Yeah. Pretty hard. Cool shot of the burning fuselage of the helicopter, or like part of it at least, tumbling over yeah, the side. Yeah, it was an amazing like, shot. Cool shot. Couple of quick. I, I especially I watched that. And I was like, that looks good. It must have been a large scale model. Yeah. You know. A couple of quick cuts show Krill and Stranix running to see what happened. Anne of Jordan crying. Why is she crying? <laughs> She's always crying. Cut back to Ryback, who swung over, grabbed onto a ladder, starts climbing back on uh, toward the deck. We see some bad guys checking out what's left of the helicopter debris. One of the guys <laughs> finds Jordan hiding. Well, the dudes are looking everywhere except over the side. Right. <laughs> so he, he tells her to come out. Ryback crawls up just in time to see some goons taking Jordan away. There are two dragging her and two like running point out in front. Ryback takes cover to assess the situation, pops out, and I stopped this over and over to see exactly how all of this was accomplished. But he grabs the frontmost guy, pulls him in front of him like a human shield, yeah. kicks the other guy running point in the back of the head, knocking him down, then turns sideways, opening himself up to gunfire. Yeah. And he's takes so out quick. the other two guys that are holding Jordan. It was cat-like. Then shoots the kicked guy who's still lying on the ground and then fi- like whips the human shield guy up towards him and shoots him twice in the chest. And it was like, a pretty sweet sequence. Yeah, it's very, it's lightning fast. It's the fastest I think I've ever seen Seagal move, really. Yeah. So he runs super awkwardly over to Jordan who I can't believe what you did grabs. <laughs> he grabs her and runs towards a door with more bad guys at pursuit inside. He closes the hatch, rigs a grenade to it and then tells Jordan that they got to move. He's um, got an endless supply of grenades. Just tons. <laughs> His pockets are deep, deeper. As the first guy reaches the door, Stratix and Krill run up, like run from the level up. Stratix is like, dude, I pursue that man. He's always, he's, at least he's the smart yeah. one, Stratix. Of course he's too late because a guy turns the wheel on the door and shit explodes. This it, guy is a pain in the ass. <laughs> that was another great, yeah. this guy's a pain in the ass. That, it blew the hatch right off the hinges. Yeah. Like that was a wild explosion. Yeah. I love how human Tommy Lee sounds. Like he says it yeah. like he's not miffed, but just more surprised that Ryback's causing as much trouble as he is, yeah. which sort of this, this attitude toward Ryback plays out more and more that the, you could tell the bad guys like, kind of like this guy yeah they, they like can appreciate it. they can appreciate an efficient killer yeah the, the carnage is is to be commended so krill says i know just how to deal with ryback everyone turns and looks mm. with interest why is anyone still listening to krill you know i feel but like every time something happened krill's like i got i got this i, I got, got it i can I, handle this i know just what so to do. cut to the bad guy command center where krill is using a big ass knife as a pointer <laughs> <laughs> He said, what? that was so weird. He says, He's waving that thing around. He says a line. He says, this insanity is so logical. Uh-huh. And I'm like, are we talking about Ryback's insanity or your own insanity? I don't know. I think, yeah, I, I dug the line, though. It's just such a weird, busy thing to yeah. say. Anyway, he says that there's a fire sprinkler system in the compartment where the captive sievemen are. That's the foc'sle, if you're nasty. Yeah. Um, all they have to do is hit a button, and the foc'sle will start to flood. All the seamen will drown, and Ryback will die trying to save them. He's very proud of the idea. Yeah. Krill then punches some buttons on the control panel. He didn't wait for anyone to say, yeah, that's good. <laughs> He's just like, do it. So he begins to flood the foc'sle. Um, <laughs> Stranix says, you're a maniac. 
drowning your own crew, like just pointing at him. And like, it was like great subtle work from Tommy Lee Jones with his eyes, like he's doing yeah. things with his eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. You're a maniac. Drowning your own crew. Krill responds, well, they never like me anyway. Krill's got a massive chip on his shoulder. <laughs> and then he's like, I bet they fucking love you now. Yeah. <laughs> just Cole great line. And then they all share a sadistic giggle together. <laughs> um, and this is how insane men who lust for power talk. I don't care if COVID's spiking in cities or poor neighborhoods. Those people didn't vote for me. Mm-hmm. Or I don't care if California is burning. Those people didn't vote for me. Um, so while bebopping around below Ryback upon seeing the weld job, tells Jordan that they're going to use this makeshift rail system to get the missiles off the Missouri and onto another vessel. Just then they hear a tapping Is noise. That, had that been made obvious by this point? Not like, to him, I don't think. Well, he told the guys on the radio just a minute ago yeah. that that's what was happening. Or no, he maybe didn't know how they were going to do it. Right. No, I think he did no, he tell did. them. He told he them they were there assembling a railing I, system. I, but was it obvious to a viewer it like is, what they were building here? Or this what is... The- Competition is double elimination, Kevin. It's like, I'm going to say it multiple times. We never got to see this in use, though. Yeah, I want to see true. how it worked. We we needed the the all the welding shots to make sense. This movie <laughs> is like a puzzle where there's a few pieces missing, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Yeah, we don't ever see this the system being used. And there's a lot of stuff where, like, the crane's not built yet. Cut and two. Then, and they're loading missiles onto yeah, the... They, they were in it's a big weird. hurry at the end of this movie where it was like... Yeah. Like... There's no time to fix that. Let's just keep it moving. But I've got time. I can fix this. Anytime Krill says I can fix this, it's going to be an instant (laughs) thing. The man's a genius. So just then they hear a tapping noise. Jordan asks what it is, and Ryback says, it's Morse code. So she asks what it's saying, and Ryback says, they're saying, get me the fuck out of here. That's more decent work from Seagal there. He grabs some discarded welding equipment and gets his blowtorch on. What? Again, thank God there was a random blowtorch lying there. Um. Yeah, for all the the trouble that the bad guys went through, they've got some some guys on their crew that are just, and maybe it's because Seagal keeps killing guys. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, it's happened. Yeah, it's happened a few times. There's just been the exactly what he needs is just lying there. Yeah. It's like a video game. Perfect, perfect. So Ken from Street Fighter, Raymond Cruz, <laughs> and Tuco. Some, that's Tuco to you. Tuco, yeah. Ken from Street Fighter, Tuco, and some other captive seamen. Hear the blowtorch through the hatch, and they're they're like, "Get back, get back!" So Radback gets he puts on his eye protection, uh, eye protection, sets about <laughs> yes. unsealing the hatch. Meanwhile, Jordan suffers irreparable eye damage by staring directly at the She's blowtorch blinded. forever. <laughs> All the seamen are shocked that it's Casey Ryback kicking the door down. He kicked the door off the fucking hinges. Yeah. I don't know that that's even humanly I, possible. I so Ryback tells Tuco, Ryback and Tuco confirm to each other that they're okay. That was a weird little moment. Yeah, are you, you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Was, uh, there was something going on like Tuco was in shock or something. He was doing decent, a decent job of acting, I think, yeah. in this movie. Are you, you okay? okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Are yeah, you, are you okay? okay? Like, like, is he like, okay. <laughs> Everyone, we're all okay. A tender moment. <laughs> you guys going to hug or what? So the, the guys tell Ryback that the six of them got trapped when shit was going down with the bad guys. One of them is one of the old timers who served on the Missouri in World War II as a gunner's mate. It's a hodgepodge of dudes yeah. they got in there. You would think it'd be all guys who were like in the same sort of unit or yeah. department. But it's, we got dudes from the kitchen. We got a mechanic. We got a World War II veteran. <laughs> and the guy from the laundry. <laughs> yeah. So Ryback introduces Jordan to everyone. Oh, wait. Did you recognize the... Um, there was another familiar face in there, the... The officer named Granger, like the white dude. Yeah, the sort of heavier set guy. Yeah, old, yeah he's maybe a little in tons older. of shit. I looked that dude up. He's Troy Evans. He's like 
Yeah, he's got like 200 career credits, but he was in 129 episodes of ER as like a police officer. And I'm like, damn, that must be where I know him from because I watched that religiously. But he was in Teen Wolf. He was in Cheers. I remember just he was he was in it seemed like a bit role in every 80s or 90s movie. And he was a very distinct sounding voice kind of. Everything sounds like this. Another Chicago actor, I think. Really? Um, I think the director was a Chicago guy, and he cast a bunch of the guys from the Chicago acting scene. I like that. But yeah, dude was in Cuffs, Minute Work, Demolition Man, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, He was on the police force. He's also, I think, a a real-life veteran. And there was a bit of trivia on, on IMDb that basically said, like, Seagal had tried to show him up or bully him on set. He was not, dude he was was like, not in the police. Was he, like, he, who was he, he worked a, for the Dolphins. He was a coach he worked for or the something? Dolphins organization. His name was Padactor. That's yeah. all I know. <laughs> Roger Padactor. Roger. But um, he tried to like, Seagal tried to bully him on set or something and the dude basically, he was a real life vet. This dude and he's basically told him like, cut, he cut the scene himself and said like, you talk to me like that again, I'll beat your ass to Probably Seagal. Probably could have too. I don't doubt it. I'm not, I don't trust Seagal as a martial artist. No. As we'll talk more about, Steven Seagal is a snake oil salesman. <laughs> um, so anyway, Ryback introduces Jordan to everyone, and Ken from Street Fighter is Mooney from seeing her. It's like, hey, it's good to see you. Oh, you too, Case. <laughs> so Ryback hands out a bunch of guns, tells one of the guys to grab his toolbox, and says that they are all of them about to jump into a shitstorm. So we cut to the bad guy command I, Oh, wait, wait. I feel like Ryback's the expert here, right? Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it's realistic that he's now, like, ordering officers around, like guys who would outrank him. Right. You know, I don't know if they I don't know if they know his background and, like, know he's the guy best equipped. Like, he, this dude used to be That's a SEAL. That's a good question. I wonder if his reputation is known to, like, his his men in the galley. You would think he's a, like a legendary dude. It seems yeah. like, although Krill didn't know who he was. Yeah. So Krill is self-obsessed. Krill doesn't true. know anything about anything, but himself. I think the military politics in the movie up to this point have been so realistic that like you can give them now a little leeway and be like, yeah, I guess they just follow Ryback's lead, even though these dudes outrank him. Sure. Well, he's probably, and he's the only one that knows what's going on at this yeah. point. Yeah. So, um, cut to the bad guy command center. The consoles and radar and everything flicker for a moment, which alarms the nerd guy, Pitt, the bad guy. Uh, I like you calling him Weasel. Yeah, Weasel. <laughs> but he assumes it must have just been a power surge. Dude, has these guys never seen movies before? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Must be a... Yeah. Everything seems surge. fine now. So down below, we see that Ryback and his mechanic buddy are fucking around with the ship's wiring. Ryback says that whatever they just done, quote, ought to disable the weapon systems within mm, a half hour. Oh, I do want to take a moment also to recognize Weasel's right-hand man, the Asian actor. Yes. Another very familiar face. Mm-hmm. Name is George Chung. He has like 200 credits also. Most notably, he was like the featured Vietnamese bad guy in Rambo 2. Okay. Like the dude running the POW camp or whatever. Okay. The dude yeah, got yeah, blown yeah, yeah. up by the exploding yeah. arrow. Yep. So if you recognize him, I That's did recognize him, and he, yeah. you know, like with the with the small amount of screen time, especially when this when the thing flickers, and he just kind of like motions, like I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, like it gives great face at that mo- at that moment. Oh, he also was Chang Sing number six in Big Trouble oh, in Little yeah. China. I, yeah, I, do, I recognize him for <laughs> yeah, Big Trouble. Absolutely, China. I feel like every Asian actor working though was in yeah. that movie. So Ryback, yeah, says that whatever we've just done ought to disable the weapon systems within a half an hour. And I'm Wait, like, is that how that shit works? Why would it be on a delay? <laughs> a delayed reaction? What? Why not knock them offline now? 
I guess I guess because we want them to go offline as the strike teams coming in. But he does. Yeah, the, the, I feel like they could have done this. You know, they could have had him tell him on the radio, "Those guys will be here in if an hour." If you can fuck around with those whatever. wires, you could probably just like take them offline for good. Yeah. They could have probably gone somewhere to just disable, like cripple the he ship. He probably could have scuttled the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Truth be told. Um, would have killed a lot of soldiers, though. So <laughs> probably didn't do that. So just then, Krill calling himself Cap- Captain, this is Captain Krill, comes across the PA <laughs> addressing Ryback. I love that the bad guys love the promotion joke. It's a weird, yeah. This is Captain Krill. Is it weird that he called him Mr. Ryback? Mr. Ryback. Not either Chief or just Ryback? Right, I don't know diminutive i guess not calling him Mr. by his ryback. rank yeah um krill tells ryback to check out one of the ship's monitors wherever you are because we've prepared a special show for you so the feed switches to live footage like hand <laughs> handy cam footage which of what <laughs> they still have the same closed circuit shit they had from when mr july arrived there, there was no um no, like wire attached to that camera. No. Where's the satellite for that camera? There was feed? no like. I mean, I mean, I work in the industry, and like back in that day, you would have like a massive pack with an antenna on it yeah. if it was a wireless. No, this nobody thing had was, anything of the kind or this, a van. <laughs> it was your basic camcorder from Circuit City that he had that it was patched through live. Yeah. So the feed switches to this live footage. Also, good un- thing some of the terrorists knew how to work that equipment. Yeah. Well, they're all multifaceted, complicated <laughs> they men. All Multiple work in interests. The entertainment well, well, you industry. Have to remember, some of those guys are excellent <laughs> musicians. <laughs> So those guys are bitching singers and drummers. So, yeah, the footage shows the folks are filling with water and the seamen are all screaming. And we also see a bad guy just gun down one of the guys who's trying to climb out up the ladder. Uh, Krill says, I want you to know there are no hard feelings. I have no grudge against you or the rest of the crew. You did your best. Stranix and the other baddies are loving this display. Are they are they just amused? Like at how shitty Krill is, yeah. like as a human being, yeah. like, they're all damn, crazy. This guy's off his fucking cold blooded. <laughs> so Ryback says they've got to rescue the men, but then the dude, the veteran actor, is like, "Well, this is definitely a trap, though." Like, yeah, walking, you know this is a trap. Like, you know this, and Ryback says, "But we have the advantage because they're not expecting all of us; they're only expecting me." Mm-hmm. So Ken from Street Fighter does not make a good impression in front of Jordan when he starts protesting. All of what? I do laundry. I was ironing during the Gulf War. I ain't cut out for this hero bullshit. You're in the Navy, remember? It's not a job. It's an adventure. So to hell with that, man. I'm on a college program. (laughs) (laughs) That that was, of course, the Navy's like recruiting. Yeah. It's not a job. Slogan back then or whatever. I know nothing about uh, Navy basic training, so I did some some, uh, little Googling to tell me like, because who knows, do those dudes even do firearms training? Like in Navy basic training, who knows? You probably are never going to have to handle a gun in your Navy career. You know what I mean? But it does seem like they do a, a firearms training. Yeah, I would and assume so. Just to handle a, in case they're a rifle and a pistol, a hostile, probably. Hostile vessel or something. I also realized I should have done that Googling probably on incognito mode because now I'm just going to get like nothing but <laughs> recruiting ads for or, the Navy. Or, or the like, FBI is going to be on you. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so um, everyone else brought their testicles. They start divvying up guns. Ken says he's going to, I'm going to stay and watch Miss July. <laughs> but she's like, fuck that. I want to go too. So he's like, fuck it. But also, please show me how this gun works. I don't know where you, the student has become the teacher That's now. Right. She's like locks and loads. I know how to do this. Um, when the red dot's on, what is it? You'll, we'll see what we see. What you see what, is what you get. What the fuck does that mean? So anyway, Ryback says he needs the lights in the main corridors out. So Flicker, his mechanic buddy, says, no problem, and the emergency lights will kick on soon. So we cut to the corridor 
uh, like outside the foxhole, which is of course crowded with gunmen. Mechanic cuts the lights, which surprises all the bad guys. Then from above, Tuco opens a hatch, drops a makeshift bomb on the guys. They all hit the deck as it goes off. A gun battle ensues. Too bad they didn't have anyone covering their blind spot. Yeah, like, <laughs> why is no one watching that fucking manhole? And that's again, it's like, just, because, because Ryback has killed so many people. They could have come from up there as well. Yeah, it was just an odd choice. I I read that this movie, and we'll talk about it, we can all talk about it later, but I read this movie had a hundred, a hundred body count. Yeah. And I feel like there aren't a hundred characters in this movie, but I guess between the, some of the sailors and between, we haven't got to the, the helicopter guys, being shot down yet, but I don't true. know if the they're counting. Being well, there was down. 20 guys there. That makes sense. They probably were. That makes sense. Cause and then, it, who all was on the submarine yeah. later. All right. Then I can buy that. A hundred people was a safe guest. Yeah. So Ryback lays down cover fire. So the mechanic can move up and close a valve that cuts the water flooding into the forecastle. <laughs> that was a tremendously Easily solved problem. Right. Well, oh, that's the valve. We're cool. done. <laughs> cool. Could not the bad guys in the command center just reflick the switch? Unfurl that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe now it is like disabled, but yeah. they could turn the valve. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So one of the good guys gets tagged. Ken pulls him back up on deck. We hear that the bad guys are planning to start offloading within the hour. Just then, Stranix is informed that Ryback has freed some guys and that they went to the forecastle, but that they're currently pinned down. Very, Are they, though? Couldn't they just go back the way they uh, came? Yeah, probably. So I do love the very cool pan and zoom up to Stranix and Krill, like, standing on that bar, uh, that yeah. beam. That's a badass shot. There um, was a lot of great angles and moves and stuff yeah. in this movie. Stranix tells his goons to keep Ryback contained and tells Krill, hey, good job, your plan worked. So he also orders that the anchor be dropped. Footage of an enormous chain. Dude, wasn't that insane? Yeah. Imagine how heavy that shit is. I can't. Can't even. I I guarantee that I couldn't move if that like just a link of that chain. No. I probably couldn't move with my like two hundred pounds. Probably. Yeah. Imagine if you that if you touched that when it was like moving so fast, you know, dropping anger, just like rip your arm yeah, off. Yeah, right off, right the fuck off. So down below, Ryback and company are indeed pulled down, a pin down, but a call starts to come through on Ryback's comm gear just at that moment. I felt like somehow they had a lot more guns than they had a minute ago. Like everyone's got a machine gun now. Yeah. And I feel like a second ago was there was two guns. guns. There was two guns, two machine guns between them. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan puts the headset on and answers. Hello. The military (laughs) folk hear her voice and machine gun fire in the background. The Admiral's like, who the hell is this? Jordan finds, who the hell is this? It was a nice moment for Erica. Yeah. The Admiral identifies himself and says he's trying. Can you put Captain Ryback on the phone? Is he about? I'm trying to reach Chief Ryback. Is he about? So Jordan says Ryback's busy in a gunfight and that she'll have to take a message. White House guy yells and asks, like, what the fuck is going on? But she says, all right, fuck, hold on. So she hooks Ryback's headset on so he can talk. Ryback's like, yes, sir. Admiral, (laughs) this is Admiral Bates. I see you completely disobeyed my orders. (laughs) Ryback apologizes and says that he can, you can court martial me if I live. You can court martial me if I live, sir. It was a decent yeah. also delivery. Yeah. yeah. So Admiral says to listen carefully and tells Ryback that SEAL Team 5 is inbound and that if they sh- should fail in the, in the assault, that the ship's going to be destroyed. Then the Admiral, in a badass move, says, since your ass is on the line, sailor, I authorize you to do whatever you can to aid in the arrival of the SEAL Team because if I goddamn can't control you, I might as well support you, right? That's affirmative, sir. Yeah, (laughs) that's the right on, my man. So the Admiral hangs up. They got a lot of trouble on that ship. That was another great line. Great delivery. It was like improvised. They got a lot of trouble on that ship. He was enjoying, like the Admiral, I think, was into it. He's like, oh, he's fucking their shit up. Yeah. So having had enough of sitting around, Ryback grabs 
two machine two machine guns. Yeah. I think it's all their machine guns, but it's not because I it's feel like, like there are more machine guns. It's like Call of Duty or something where there's just guns lying around yeah. that you can pick He's up. He's like, here I go. He he his guys line up to lay down suppressing His guys line up to lay down suppressing fire. Ryback crosses his arms. I loved that move. I you remember love that. when people like this happens in a lot of it's, in a lot of because you couldn't shoot like that. You got to so cross him. He runs right down the middle of the hallway, killing anyone and everyone he sees, regardless of whether or not it's plausible gunplay. <laughs> uh, Jordan herself, having had enough of hanging back, says, "Screw this!" Goes to follow him. Ken's like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> and then someone else yelled, like to him, "What'd you say to her?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that harassing. shit was funny. Try harassing <laughs> What'd her. What'd you say to her, man? What'd you say to her? <laughs> That's so funny. So Ryback's like, "What are you doing?" And she says, "The safest place to be on this ship is right behind you." I love the kids. Like, Miss July, come back <laughs> here. Miss July. He doesn't know her name. <laughs> and so there's this long moment where the camera hugs Ryback and Jordan swings up a stairwell, back down to Ryback and Jordan, then back up, and finally one rando runs out and Ryback kills him. That, that, that shit lasted forever. I know, because I watched it 10 times because that kill was 100% a different angle of a kill they had showed earlier with a guy getting shot on the stairs and falling down. Like, it was definitely the same kill, same guy used twice. That was so dumb. So he and Jordan climb the stairs. He spots yet another bad guy coming through the hatch into the central corridor area. He spots a cruel-looking piece of weirdly cut eye beam hanging from a rope directly above this guy. And he just, like, pulls the knot loose, and the bar falls and, like, like gruesome oh. impale, like, and then, like, goes through the floor. Fucking brutal. Like, I mean, talking about a piece of steel beam as big as the guy that went just, like, oh, right through dude, him. yeah, that's insane. That effect was pretty cool. Um, so he and Jordan continue to ascend, stopping again at the door to give another goon time to run up so that Ryback <laughs> can punch him and fling him over the rail. In a one in a million shot, he gets, like, tangled in the yeah, ropes and is just, just like, hanging, hanging there. Didn't die, just hanging. So cut to some room where a bunch of guys are using standard shop equipment to cut steel beams. Of course. It appears that Ryback, knife drawn, and Jordan try to sneak past all of them, but as they get to a set of stairs, a guy's coming down with a beam and more hell breaks He's loose. just carrying like a piece of I-beam that's probably 300 pounds. Dude's like strong. it was weightless. Dude is strong. <clears throat> so Ryback kills three of them in a blinker you'll miss it speed moment. Like he stabs one in the neck cuts a second dude's femoral artery and then oh, stabs yeah. him up under his arm like into his That lungs. was a fucking sweet move, dude, yeah. up under the armpit. Then he stabs another dude in the chest. A fourth guy comes at him and Ryback uses his that martial art. That was a superhuman strong, that was a big guy. strong guy. So yeah, he uses his unidentifiable martial art to kind of <laughs> knock the guy around and then he he knocks him back into into like whatever that bandsaw was and then yeah, runs dude. his shoulder through it. Fucked which all his shit up. I... And ooh, that that gives me the G Willikers. I'm like, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, dude, all. that was wild. Cut to SEAL Team Five is on approach in a helicopter with another chopper as gun support. Uh, back on board, Missouri Strands is hanging, uh, haggling on the phone with some dude named Francois, <laughs> telling him to have his money in his Swiss bank account by midnight or he gets no missiles. While Francois yells on the other line, Stranix tells Colmini to call their broker, I guess, in Chicago yeah. and tell him to dump all their stock in McGregor aircraft because the stock's going to tank when word gets out about what's happening there. I feel like that was an Easter egg because I don't know if you remember Fugitive, 
like the pharma, the evil pharmaceutical company was McGregor. Oh, Devlin yeah, McGregor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like I, you know, those uh, what is it? J.J. Abrams always has Kelvin, yeah, popping up in his various movies. I was like, McGregor must have meant something to the director. Yeah, He's for like, real. Drop the name McGregor in there somewhere. Yeah. So Pitt, the the nerdy computer guy, alerts Stranix that they've got two choppers inbound trying to sneak in under the radar. Stranix is unalarmed, guesses it's a strike team, and just continues to haggle with Francois. It's like, listen, Monami, you get me in more trouble, and I'm calling Mohammed. You understand? <laughs> I love the thought that all the world's terrorists are on first name basis with each other. Yeah. I'm calling Mohammed. <laughs> Pitt maneuvers the ship's weapons around to shoot down the SEAL team, tells Stranix that they're locked and loaded. Stranix says, kill him. No, 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 not you, Francois. That was funny shit. Uh, he, he also calls Cole Meany his accountant. Here, talk to my accountant. Is that really? I guess that's <laughs> no, one of his jobs. I, I think he's just like What if it is, though? That's kind of awesome. Everyone has double duty. I also, yeah, I'm a math whiz. <laughs> so, um, Dude, Cole Meany, like trying to work two phones with a cigarette dangling out of his mouth so was funny. comic I wish, gold. I wish that he also had a champagne glass. <laughs> yes. So, um, He's I still also, got a buzz on. I also, still got a buzz on. I also wish that throughout any time that they show the command center that that big hunk of roast beef had been just like visible in the background somewhere. Getting smaller each time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, or the shadow was just over there like shoveling roast beef in his mouth. <laughs> That's a missed opportunity. So anyway, the weapon systems go haywire due to whatever flip switching and wire cutting Ryback and the mechanic did 30 See, minutes ago. Could have This could have been done to make sense. Yeah. Like Ryback could have told them we've disabled the weapon system or it's going to be offline like within half an hour and they could have timed the assault up yeah. with that. Instead, it's just like a very, very lucky coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess 30 minutes have passed, which seems unlikely that 30 yeah. minutes have passed. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't so, know. So Pitt calls Stranix over saying, we've got a big problem as all the weapon systems blink off. Stranix yells for a line to their friends in the sub. There was a sloppy mistake where he called the sub and called him Coyote, which was not yeah. their call sign from earlier. Earlier they were Tweety Bird, yeah, yeah. and Coyote was like any bad guys, right? Whatever, or good guys. Way I to guess. go, Tommy! But Lee. yeah, that's you fucked a, it up. How I don't know how that mistake doesn't get caught. Yeah, like wait, no, that's not right. That's not right. Let's do like it again. Call him Tweety Bird. It's weird that Tommy Lee wouldn't have caught it himself. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe he's like, can I get one more? And they're like, we don't have time. We <laughs> yeah. honestly got, you know, Tommy Lee, you got to get off this boat in 10 minutes. <laughs> All of Tommy Lee Jones scenes were shot in 27 oh, minutes. Man. Um, back on the Missouri, we see Ryback and Jordan are once again topside and can hear the choppers coming in. On the lead chopper, we hear the SEAL team is one minute out and that they're uh, going in on the bow. Everyone starts to get ready to party. Just everyone. <laughs> Um, getting locked and loaded. Unfortunately, a bad guy manages to blast both choppers out of the sky with a rocket launcher. So rest in peace, SEAL Team 5. Um, Ryback and Jordan are upset. Yeah. I think Jordan starts crying again. Um, back in the military situation room, <laughs> the federal people are told the entire strike team is dead. Yeah, Admiral, that didn't go well. Yeah. Admiral says it's time for plan B, which is to sink the ship. He asks, I feel like that is where they're at, though. Like yeah. the last resort. Like, yeah. well, all right, we're sinking it. Yeah, we knew this was, this was, these were the stakes. So he's like, hey, White House guy, you want to make the call? Um, I guess. He's, does he have to call the president? The president probably has to approve it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I guess when there are nuclear weapons involved, yeah, the president probably has to give that order. Although it shouldn't, it shouldn't detonate the nukes. It should just sink yeah. them. But still, I think, you know, you're about to kill however many hundred navy men yeah so semen that's, that's huge you semen. kill a lot of semen a lot of semen are gonna die <laughs> a lot of semen wasted <laughs> so, so <stupid. laughs> back on the missouri krill says we need some guys to help tie the sub up alongside the ship colmini comes in and says uh we need to start 
offloading. But Colm also tells him that the crane isn't finished and that they've got more problems below deck. So as Colm, Stranix, and others go to investigate, Krill makes the order that four men stop welding and tie up the sub. So again, this is like, we're repurposing our resources. Guys have to stop what they're doing, which I guess sort of makes Drop sense. Drop that blowtorch. Yeah, put your blowtorch down. <laughs> tie this sub off. Turn the machines back on. <laughs> the, fuck him. <laughs> so below deck, Stranix, Shadow, and Colm survey Ryback's handiwork. Bodies strewn about, dudes impaled, dude hanging from the ceiling. Stranix sees the vest and says, my goodness, and then chastises Cole Meany for not hiring Ryback. Why didn't you hire this person? I don't know. Fucking great delivery, I don't know what his price would have been, but it would have been worth it. (laughs) That's That's amazing. So elsewhere, Ryback is doing handicrafts and munitions, seems to be taking apart a munition shell of some kind. I have no clue where they're supposed to be. It's a very uh, private workspace they've found here. Back at his bunk. This (laughs) is some time-consuming shit they're doing. There's no time for this. So anyway, we get a series of cuts between the bad guys and whatever the fuck Ryback and Jordan just watching him do. So the sub is now alongside the ship. Ryback drills into the munition shell, sets it aside in some hot water or something, yeah. then starts fucking around with a grenade. I assume he's turning something solid into liquid, like melting something I, inside the it thing. It would not have occurred to me that that's what he's doing until he dumped it out in a bowl. But anyway... In we, a Tupperware. We, yeah, we see, yeah, we see some bad guys lifting a missile up, so wait, I guess the so crane the cr- is working. The good. crane's built now. Krill I guess some it. time has passed. Krill, wait, it, wait, they had enough time for Ryback to make whatever this bomb is. Yeah. So th- it could have been 45 minutes at <laughs> passed. True. Four so, hours later. Yeah, so they've got the crane working, maneuvering a missile over the side. Ryback puts a condom around a hose or something. Tape that up with electrical tape. It's his. He got it from Jordan. I don't know. know. (laughs) Then then he dumps whatever the liquid is that he was boiling in the shell casing into a Tupperware food container and then stuffs that in a messenger bag or a knapsack. Meanwhile, the bad guys lower a missile down to the sub where the French guys are securing them in, I guess, the torpedo hatch. And then... Uh, not a lot for Jordan to do, but like watch all this. She's learning how to make bombs. This yeah, is school. I guess so. sure. school for Jordan. <laughs> However, many minutes later, we see Ryback in a full wetsuit and with whatever that bag was, climb over the side of the ship and down the Where anchor chain. Where did he chain. get all that gear? Yeah, I don't know. The double XL wetsuit that he was wearing, <laughs> or whatever. It the fits husky. him perfectly. Yeah, um, he's not your average sized man. No. Uh, he swims over to the park sub with pistol drawn. Is of that course. gun going to work? <laughs> I don't know. Is that gun going to work? I don't know. So Cole Meany is the only one paying any attention because he runs down the gangplank and we hear him yell that someone's in the water. It's good How do you see? That was good looking out for a drunk man. Yeah, he's wasted <laughs> full of roast beef. He's not on his game right now. So the old captain of the sub draws a weapon and starts to shoot at Ryback. Other sub crew members do the same. Ryback kills one of the sub crew, then disappears underwater. So the bad guys pull out some grappling hooks oh, that they yes. had with them. On the top of the sub. Those, they had those shits ready instantaneously. And start whipping them into the water trying to to snag Ryback. I was thinking, what the hell, how do they even have, maybe that's what you use to toss it up on the railing of the ship to... Look out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Maybe you got to latch on to the ship. I don't know. But anyway... Yeah, but so yeah, those were the, the industrial strength grappling hooks. There were like four, four prongs on those guys. So, um... One of the guys pulls his hook up and there's some fabric hanging from it. And they're all like super fucking ecstatic. Like, we got him! We got him! Celebrate! So then we see Ryback popped up. His back is bloody and ripped up. And um, he tosses his homemade bomb into some crevice. 
yeah. on something. I couldn't tell what it was in the light of the shot. <clears throat> also, I don't know what sub anatomy is until later. But Cole Meany yells down for the sub crew to stop jerking off be- with the grappling hooks <laughs> and check the hole because maybe Ryback. Pl- it's always like, check for a bomb. Everyone's yes. always like, check for a bomb. Uh, back in the water, we see Ryback scooting quick as he can away before the bomb does indeed explode. Yeah. Cole Meany, man, shit faced as he is, has impeccable instincts. Yeah. Well, he's an accountant. They pay attention to the details. He's detail-oriented. Absolutely. That's the first line of his CV. <laughs> I'm a detail-oriented go-getter. A wide assortment of turtlenecks. <laughs> yeah, he always looks smart. Yes, yeah, And Anyway, what happens when that bomb explodes? No one knows. Uh, man, I'm digging it. This was an action-packed segment. It really, really was. So you were, much you were complaining earlier, not complaining, but observing, that just there hadn't been a lot of carnage the, and death yet. The first full, like... 25 minutes of the movie were slow as piss, but this this made up for all of that. Yeah, dude, it's popping off <laughs> like, aboard the whoa. USS Missouri. That's right. I don't know what's going to happen. I didn't watch the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, I kidding. hope you did. I lied. <laughs> I um, lied. <laughs> I lied. I let right. him go. <laughs> if you guys want to know what happens in the last exciting, in, in not the penultimate, but the ultimate The episode, ultimate but, chapter <laughs> of our series of Under Siege, you're just going to have to check in with us next week. We'll be back. 